Welcome to Tome of Tales. Set in the Cantus Expanse, this episode is a session write-up, run by Andy for the London RPG community on April 14th, 2020. The session was called Upward Mobility. In it, I played Cheryl the Fey-Touched, a halfling bard from the Feywild. Pulling out the nesting boxes, Cheryl's quick fingers dance across its surface as Aurelia watches. There's a soft click, and then she opens it, pulling out a second box, and does the same with that, and then a third. When the last is opened, she reaches in, her arm disappearing up to her elbow, and out she pulls the second seal, placing it carefully on the table in the councilwoman's chamber. They all stare at its shifting, orangey-red sigil, the collective sigh once again running through them all. This is great work you all did today, Aurelia says, looking at each of them in turn. We will be able to secure the seal here, where we know it can be safe. She looks at Cheryl. May I? She asks, gesturing to the boxes. Cheryl looks at the nesting boxes in her hands. If it will help protect it and keep it hidden, she starts, placing it on the table. Then you may have the boxes. She pushes them towards the mage. Thank you, Cheryl, Aurelia says, nodding. Thank you, all of you. This victory today against the vanguard was the upward mobility we needed to get ahead of them. Well done. Two months had passed since the first seal had been found in the plane of air. Since Cheryl had gotten her first true look at what the vanguard are after and who they may be. Now the time has come for the second seal to be found. In the Feywild too, no less. Cheryl had put her name forward to Aurelia at the first opportunity. And so it had seemed some of the people from the group that found the first seal. Marcus was there at Portal Plaza waiting, which was what she expected given their shared interest in the Vanguard's movements. She had not managed to find a chance to see him, let alone say hello since she came back, and she wondered if she should do so afterwards. Herit was also there, with his horse, along with Harmony and Gesh. Cheryl had expected to see Arcadius there, and was a little sad when she didn't see his towering form, waiting. He must have many things to do with his new business ventures. I am very happy to see that his entrepreneurship has turned into profitable business, though it does seem to keep him very busy. Lilith was the final member looking nervous about the prospect of going to the Feywild. She had asked Cheryl about what to expect, and though the Feybard had tried to give an honest answer, it seemed like the tiefling had already made up her mind about the place, that it was somewhere she'd rather not go to. I have been there once before, Lilith admitted, flipping her hair back. 
Oh, I thought you hadn't. That's why you had asked me what it's like. Cheryl said, surprised. Yes. The last time I went, it was a rather horrible experience. I see. Then why ask me if you already have a preconceived notion about the place? My music will help counteract any charming effects, if that is what you are worried about. She offers with a kind smile. Oh, well, yes, that would be wonderful. Thank you, Cheryl, Lilith had said, relaxing a little. Jarell and Aurelia both explained where they were going in the Feywild. A group of unusual wizards who called themselves the Curialesson Conclave had a tower in a mountain range in the wilds. The name rang a vague bell in Cheryl's mind. She recalled the Summer Queen mentioning the ancient Aladrin wizards in a favorable manner once in passing, but not much more than that. Unlike the time when she was plane shifting her to the summer court, Aurelia assured them she would be able to get them as close as nearly the base of the tower. It doesn't reside in either the summer or winter courts, but somewhere between the two. The councilwoman had explained when they asked. Probably also the reason she could get us so close. After stepping through the portal, and receiving a scroll of sending to message Aurelia when they were ready to come back, the group was instantly buffeted by the high winds and flurries on the mountainside they found themselves on. Up the trail rose the tower, in the shape of a giant golden fist. It was unusual, to say the least. Harmony, ever aware of the weather, took control of the wind to make it not as cold for everyone, allowing them better visibility up the mountain towards the tower. They saw a pair of figures, and the briefest splash of red color that could only be masks of the vanguard. They are already here. Stealthily, the group advanced, not attracting the notice of the two at the door. This part of the Feywild was different from the summer court, not only for the weather, but for how it felt. Cheryl was used to the heat of full summer and the intoxicating smells that came with it. Though at the moment it was a blizzard, there was something else biting in the air, something that threatened to make them all dizzy with a heightened vertigo. Looking up to the top of the mountain was like seeing into realms beyond their ken, whilst looking down would draw them closer to the edge to fall into the clouds to whatever waited them at the infinity down below. Most of the group was able to keep their wits about them, Cheryl adjusting without issue. Perhaps because Herod is human, he seemed to have a really rough time concentrating on what they were trying to do. Even after scaring the two guards off with their mini-ambush, Marcus and Herret using their returning boomerangs, Lilith and herself using their magics, Herret had to keep stopping and staring at his hands, the ground, anything small in order to keep himself together. 
Cheryl had seen this kind of reaction before from the mundane folk who happened to enter the Feywild before, so she tried to soothe him with some encouraging words. It seemed to help a little. When they got to the door, he had looked up and read a phrase that was written above it, which sounded like Curia Lesson, which he had said was the elvish word for cinnamon spice. With a shaky smile and slightly steadier hands, he got the door open and went in, seemingly more grounded once inside. The Cinnamon Spice Conclave. What an interesting name. I wonder what it... What in the hell's happened here? Lilith's soft exclamation made Cheryl turn and survey the room. What she saw stopped her cold. The room was strewn with bodies of vanguard cultists everywhere. Some burned to indistinguishable crisps, others with their chests caved in from mighty blows with bits of earth around them. The scent of seawater still lingered in the air, and it was not coming from harmony. Two staircases on either side of the room ascended in opposite directions to the next floor in the beginnings of a helix pattern. Herit, visibly calmer and more himself, pointed out the mosaic floor was in a particular pattern and that maybe the intruders had triggered the traps that had killed them. Either way, the room was cleared. All the surprises already sprung. Leaving his horse by the door, Parrot started making his way up one of the two staircases, Marcus following him. Cheryl started to go up the other one, but noticed Harmony was over by Herrit's horse, brushing its mane with a fine coral comb. Lilith mentions she could speak with the dead, but as no one seemed keen on waiting the ten minutes it would take to cast, she asks Gesh to help her decapitate one of the corpses. To add to my collection... Lilith had explained. Gash begrudgingly obliges, swiftly decapitating one of the cultists and turning away just as quickly. Seeing that Harmony wasn't going to be moving on with them, Cheryl went back over to them and took their hand, leading the way up to the next level. When they got there, she saw what the others had already discovered. Another group of vanguard cultists. These ones frozen in place holding various weights and workout equipment. Gash looked intrigued by it and went over to one of the dumbbells to take it. He discovered instantly what exactly happened to the minotaurs frozen in various poses around the room. For like them, the black dragonborn got held in place. Once Marcus and Harmony got Gash free of the spell, why is it only the gym stuff I want is cursed? Gash asked facetiously, looking between the dumbbell he had held and the gold robe Lilith found in a closet. Herrit went to listen at one of the two doors where the staircase would clearly ascend. He informed them that he heard Infernal behind the one, but nothing beyond the other. Also, the inscription above both doors says... Only the swole will ascend, Herrit said. Swole? Cheryl asked, confused. I believe it means strong, Marcus suggests, opening the door silently 
and taking a look beyond. Cheryl had lifted her arm, poking at her bicep muscle with her finger, with a frown. The others had shared a chuckle at her silliness, and she smiled. It's clear they valued body fitness a lot. Gash adds appraisingly, gesturing at the fitness equipment around them. True, Cheryl said, thinking. But wizards also value intelligence. I think there must be something more to it than just body strength. Marcus volunteered to go up the staircase. It was a dark tunnel with torches that lit 15 feet ahead of him, with the stairs covered in a carpet that had stars in eight different colors dusted across it, in various patterns that had no rhyme or reason to them. When he came back, he said the vanguard were in the next room, which looked like it just continued on and on for an eternity. Let me try the stairs that have the least number of stars on them. The Grey Monk suggests, as he tries again. He came back, saying the same results. They all think, trying to solve the puzzle. It's as she looks at the carpet of eight different colored stars that an idea occurs to Cheryl. There are eight colors, just like there are eight schools of magic, Cheryl says, feeling this was the right train of thought. She points to each as she names them. Blue for abjuration, silver for divination, pink for enchantment, she smirks playfully, and purple for illusion. Orange is conjuration, red... Orange! Marcas interjects. Before, when I stepped on the second stair, my foot was on the orange star, there. He points. I felt something... Activate. That must be the way up. Lending some help to Herit by enhancing his strength along with her own, they all leap and bound up the stairs, touching only the orange stars, each person's passing making them glow brighter and brighter. Once at the top, Marcus opens the door and they all walk out into a massive arena. With the incinerated corpses and bones, of the Curialesan Conclave strewn everywhere. Great Queen of Summer, what happened to them? Cheryl thinks as she looks around in shock. Going to the epicenter of where it looks like the explosion of fire started, she crouches down, fingers touching the ash and cinders residue. Was this a fire elemental? She ponders, looking around. The others have scattered to search for the second seal, but she sees Harmony watching an adult red dragon battling against a large, tentacled monster in a body of water. Or could it have been something else? Like a devil? Looking to her right, she sees a pile of ashes. Turning to the opposite side, she sees another pile of ashes and the pieces start to fall into place. Lilith, over at a podium, looking at a scrolling list of names, says, It appears they conjured beasts and monsters and made them fight, whilst at the same time fighting each other. It's here! Marcus suddenly exclaims, from behind the podium, and everyone gathers over where he is. Cheryl slowly stands up, 
and looks around at the carnage, a worrisome thought occurring to her as she makes her way over. If the second seal has been here since their death, what if the Conclave conjured something they couldn't control? What if that something is what the seals are meant to be keeping locked away? It incinerated them all in an instant. If something like that is let loose on the material plane? Cheryl shudders at the thought. Harmony and Gesh successfully pry the seal off of the pedestal without breaking it, much to everyone's relief. Marcus suggests one of two places to store it whilst they make their escape. Either in Hoop, the talking plate, who would probably never give it back, or in Cheryl's nesting boxes of infinite storage. Everyone agreed it would be safest in the nesting boxes. It was at that moment when they all heard the vanguard's shouts of triumph coming from both stairways. Seems they had figured out the Curialess and Conclave's puzzle for getting up the stairs. Not wanting to miss the opportunity to strike first, Cheryl and her companions went to the two separate doors, preparing to attack. They saw them advance, a group of six minotaurs wearing the red lacquered mask with the V slashed across it. But then, from the dark, emerged a burnished, golden-armored, golden-masked cultist Cheryl had never seen before, but has only heard of. The Enforcer. Marcus pulls out a longsword and starts making quick work of the minotaurs in the staircase on the left. Seeing they are trapped in this room unless they make a path for themselves, Cheryl decides to not hold back. Advancing towards the door on the right, she points, and in front of the Enforcer, a wave of Feywild magic explodes outwards. Every one of them clutches at their head as a psychic wave of cacophonous energy muddles their thoughts, causing great pain. An impish grin slices across her face as she sees how many of them she has affected, and she feels the wilds rise to meet her power. Yes. Gesh unleashes his acid breath next on the left staircase, decimating more of them, whilst Herod deftly comes in to slash at one and then retreat. Lilith reaches out into the darkness, and inky black tendrils reach up, and attempt to grasp the minotaurs in the right-hand staircase. Then Harmony steps forward, summoning an orb of lightning which they hurl down at the Enforcer. The imposing minotaur woman raises her hand and attempts a few words of counterspell, but it's no use. As the ball of lightning explodes out, the reverberations of its thunderclap are amplified double as Harmony shrieks, calling upon her deity. When the blue-white light dies away, and Cheryl can see again, the Enforcer is leaning heavily against the wall, clutching her side as blood pours from underneath her golden armor, ears, and mouth. The fight continues, Cheryl throwing her voice down the stairwell again to shatter more of the cultists which nearly was countered were it not for Harmony backing her up with her own melodious countertune to ensure its success. The melee fighters, Marcus and Gesh, 
slowly take out the Minotaur cultists coming out of the left staircase, whilst Herod works to finish off those on the right. The Enforcer realizes she is either going to die where she stands, or she would have to make a tactical retreat. Casting a web to make their pursuit difficult, she starts to flee. There was no way she could have known that the arena in which they stood also allowed them to see the level below, as if it was a one-way glass. Lilith walked through a dimension door she summoned with Harmony, who then proceeded to end the Enforcer once and for all. Herit, seeing the stairwell in front of them clear of the magical webbing the moment the Enforcer died, turned to Cheryl and said, Come, we should go. From behind her, Cheryl hears Marcus and Gesh still fighting four Minotaur cultists with a fervor. Drawing her rapier, she hears it hum, and her features shift and flicker like a flame, the gem in her circlet glowing a little brighter. Go, if you wish. I will help them finish this. Cheryl turns and charges towards the Minotaurs, rapier leaping from her hand as she sang out a battle cry. Herod stood there for a moment, watching the fierceness of the small woman who seemed to be both dancing and fighting. Then he too joined the fight to finish them off. The scratching of her quill against the parchment of her notebook stops as she makes her final notes. She felt very good about the last two missions she has been on. First saving Jarell, then protecting the second seal. Aurelia was right. It was the leg up they needed to get a little ahead of the vanguard. Her queen mother would be pleased to hear this news. She was sure of it. But we cannot rest on our laurels. They still have that artifact that can track the seals. I wonder what it could be. Getting that artifact would be the next logical step. But no one, so far as Cheryl was aware, knows what it is, let alone where it could be found. That would be a dangerous mission. But that can be a plan for another day. For now, she had a letter she needed to write. To Grandmaster Varys, I hope you are well, and your work is going well too. Have you managed to best the noblewoman teaching you dragon chess yet? Shen, I believe you said her name is. I hear it is a complicated game that requires much cunning and anticipation of your opponent's next moves, of which you have ample stock, I am sure. This is why I am writing this letter. We just returned from the Feywild with the second seal. We handed it over to Aurelia, but after last week's revelation, where Jarell turned out not to be Jarell, I do not wish to say I do not trust the Councilwoman. She is very capable and has done much for Daring Heights, like yourself. And she seemed to be herself. I had no reason to doubt it was her. I just do not wish to see events repeat themselves. I trust you, though, and your skills as a leader and warrior 
I do not wish to burden you with more to worry or think about, but I know you care about what happens to these lands, and if anything were to happen, you would be the first person I would turn to to help set things right. In any case, I wanted to let you know Aurelia has the second seal from the Feywild, though I am not aware of what she plans to do with it. She said she and the council will keep it safe, which I have no doubt she will do. It's just... just in case. I may be worrying about it too much, though, so please forgive me if you think that I am. My foolishness in worrying me be nothing, but I thought you would be the best person to let know what's going on. I hope you are enjoying the spring sun. It has been really lovely these past few days for which I am glad. If you need anything, don't hesitate to contact me. May summer's light bless you, Cheryl. P.S. Perhaps if you find yourself with the time, you could come see me perform. Maybe. Let me know and I will make sure you have a table. This has been a write-up of the session, Upward Mobility, run by Andy, set in the Cantus Expanse, a long-running 5th edition D&D campaign, run by the London RPG community. Marcus Vernella was voiced by Alex Allen. Interested in playing games with us? Want to find a place to run some games? Check out the meetup events and join us on Discord. All the links are in the description. Thank you for listening. Tune in again for the next chapter in Cheryl's story.